gifts and capabilities to get myself out. I wanted to do that. A hundred percent. No, that, that's the culture today, too. It's all about showing that you have it versus having it. Yeah. It's yeah. about showing it because if you don't show it, you don't have it. It's just like remember when there was this hashtag trending. I still remember it today. It's like you don't go to if you didn't if you don't post a pic, you didn't go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you go to the gym, you got to post it or it's not real. It didn't happen. So I feel like the same thing with uh, with money, man. People think that if, if you don't flash it, then, you know, you don't have it. I think what's interesting about that, I was randomly, I typed this in my phone, I think yesterday or today, actually, is like we chase the status symbols, irregardless of whether we have the status or not. So it's like we are literally living in a culture where people are actually more intrigued by the symbol than the status. So it's like, hey, if I can get the Gucci belt to walk around and tuck in my shirt and show everybody like, look here, I have a Gucci belt or I have on Gucci loafers, that symbol of status means a lot to me. But if I can't do that, but I actually have some status, some substance of some wealth, I'm actually doing things behind the scenes off camera. That's not as appealing to people. And and I don't, I don't quite understand it, but it's a very intriguing idea to me that people would rather look like it than actually be it. Yeah. And you know, the other thing too, I think we're, we're, probably hitting on this a little harder. So let me, let me just switch, just switch the angle a little bit. And I think you're going to agree with me. I don't think it's wrong. You want to, you want to rock Gucci and Louie do it. 100%. But if you ever read the book, rich that poor dad, one of like literally the one thing he hammers is for you to buy assets and not liability. Yesterday, Forbes released the richest person uh, list. Elon Musk is no longer there. It's this guy who owns the Louie group. So when you are buying Louis stuff, that's where that guy's going. That's where yeah. the money's going. It's to going to his pocket. Guy. Yeah. So all I'm saying is like, you want to buy it, set some money aside, buy it, but set some money aside. Don't take money out of you know your 401k, potential pension, your future self, your future family to buy something that, you know, like Jesus put it, rust is going to come. I mean, you buy, how long do your Gucci's loafer is really going to last? Yeah, you know, right. if you bought a position in Louis Louis Vuitton stock, like, you know, it's so just that, be wise about it. That that's a great angle, be, and I do agree. Um, that for me, it's about prioritizing. So I was talking to a family member this week, and literally having this conversation about, you know, what it means to be financially freedom, so on, uh, financially free, so on and so forth. And I was like, well, it's about prioritizing first and paying the things that need to be paid right? Getting rid of the debt and those type of things, taking care of the responsibilities. But then the hard parts co- comes and, and I'm going to be like super, I like, I like to be like, I'm, I call myself example, man, sometimes on the show, it's like all examples. But like, for me, it's like, I had never had money and I'm, I'm just being like super literal. Like, so now I'm not even talking about a high amount. I'm saying, let's just say a thousand dollars. There was a point in my life 12 years ago, I never even had a thousand dollars in the bank saved up. But the problem was I was in this cycle, Jay, where I had debt, credit cards, whatever, didn't pay bills on time, very lazy with stuff. And so first I had to correct that. I had to prioritize paying the bills, paying off the debt. Long story short, I got to this point where all the bills were paid. And now I had nobody had ever taught me how to have the money. So now I'm in this situation where, okay, bills are paid. I have money. I don't know what to do, Jay. I actually think that's the point where people yeah. sometimes go to the Gucci and the Louis 
because it's like, I don't know what else to do. So I would like to transition a little bit. Like you said, you know, you're all about planning, budget, investing it so that you can give. Right. Can we talk a little bit about that person now? You have money. Yeah. What do I do with it? How do how to be successful, how to have good money, how to be a good steward and what that means. Um, I know we talked a little bit about planning with the the goals versus resolutions, but can we just start there and then build towards giving? Like just starting yeah. with the planning where I have money, Jay. What what do I do? How do I find my way now? Yeah, no, of course. And I think everyone starts with debt. Me and my wife, we paid off $57,000. Like, that's a sum of money. We did that in three years. But again, because no one told us what to do, how to do it. So when we came into the realization, like, oh, my God, if we keep this up, we're going to have six figures in debt. So everyone starts that way. And I think a lot of people, like, they think they have so much debt. It's like, oh, just forget about it. It's never going to change. Um but if you are listening, just, just so you know, you can do it. You can pay off your debt. You can change that habit. You can change that cycle. And then you move on to, to this, this next phase, right? So when you're planning, the reason I put plan in there is because I think a lot of people will try to write a budget and then never do it. So really, you have to plan to then budget because budget almost is like it's almost a plan in action at that point. It's, it's not necessarily you're not actually investing or taking like very specific actions. But if you don't plan to do it, it's never going to happen. And it takes time, right? For you to budget, you're going to need to go get data and bank statements and, and all this. But Jesus says that, there, I'm sorry, not Jesus. There's a proverb. I think it's Proverbs chapter six, where he says, uh, look at your flock, take count of your herd. Riches don't last forever. And a crown is not generational. So he's literally saying like, look, you need to understand how's your flock doing? Yeah. How, how are your findings? Like, like take an overall picture, zoom out. How does it look? And that's literally where you start. It's just really understanding. Take a pulse. Where are things at? So once I do that, I, and I think that's definitely fair, like because a lot of times when you're just frivolously spending money, right. you, you are not you have no plan. I tell people all the time, like money is like, you know, if if you don't put it in its place, it'll do what it wants to do. Exactly. And so you'll just be emotionally spending. So I love the fact that like first is just that awareness um, to plan. And you kind of touched on budgeting. I think a lot of people are afraid of the word budget. I think it feels overwhelming to people. Maybe there's a little bit of laziness mixed up there or fear. Um, the limitation. Would... That's where I see it. That's where people push back. It's like, no, nah, you're not going to put limits on my money. My money is not going to put limits on me. It's like, no, no. The limits are a good thing in this case. It's the exact opposite. If you have these limitations here, it means you don't have to have limitations elsewhere. Got you. So it's really, a, again, like to, to me, that feels like that prioritizing and understanding, like like you set these boundaries so that you can really expand your you know territory in another area. But you are I think one of the things we have to realize when it relates to finances is that you are always making a decision and there is some type of effect that is going to come from that decision and there's no way around it. I think sometimes we, we are seeking in, in our culture, this utopia um, where there are no problems and everyone is, everything is just perfect. And I'm a believer. I'm a, I'm more of a realist of like, Hey man, like that's life It's part of the beauty of life is growing through something. So limitations with budgeting. Now, yeah. 
Now we talk about a little bit about planning and budgeting. I really wanted to pick your brain about investing. Sure. Um, I know you have you have a video. I'll link it in, in the in the description of this show um, for the people listening on Apple Podcasts and watch later on YouTube. Um, you have a you have a video about like teaching people how to specifically invest in in crypto, kind of a mm-hmm. a beginner's guide to cryptocurrency. Sure. I know that there's a lot going on in the macro economy. There's a lot going on within crypto, um, a lot of liquidations and all types of things from Voyager, Celsius, you know, FTX. Um, Let's talk a little bit about crypto. Um, I want to start with like where when did you get into crypto? How did you get into crypto? And like, what was that kind of intro to crypto like for you? Yeah, yeah, of course. So getting into uh, into crypto was an interesting kind of journey for me. It really started. Right now, I'm the head of marketing for a company called uh, Space Ventures. And what they do is essentially allow anyone to invest in space companies, space startups, right? Um, a lot of the users and investors are people that are like into Ethereum. So from a, hey, I need to know my users, let's let's, let's get into it. This was a couple of years ago. So started getting into it, started really loving the concept, uh, understanding it more and more. Uh, but like, I'm at the point now where i realize i don't understand nearly enough about crypto to go in as aggressively as i was before got it so i think and i'll say kind of a a pro against the two so right now crypto is at a phenomenal entry point if anyone's like scared because of ftx or whatever's going on the news you, you have to flip that mindset when this when the stock market or crypto is at a low point that's when you get in because it already your your risk is minimized at that point when it's at an all-time high and people are like on the hype, that's when you should not be buying. Like, don't follow the hype. Follow your instinct and what you know. So personally, I invest in like very niche crypto stuff, Bitcoin, Ethereum. I had no Do- Dogecoin. I didn't get into that. Yeah. Um, and then one of the things that I love about cryptocurrency, the blockchain right now is there's this website called Lofty.ai. And they'll buy a property. They have a ton in Michigan, by the way. So they'll buy this property and they'll tokenize it. So that just means you got a hundred thousand dollar house. They will split it into a hundred or a thousand pieces of a hundred dollars each, let's call it. And then you can buy a share in that property. Love it. Right. You're literally everything is happening on the blockchain and two phenomenal things about this that I haven't seen anyone else do the first is that they allow you to participate in in the ownership conversation. So if a tenant is is lagging on his rent, they literally send out an email and you can vote on what you want to happen. Do you want to give him 45 more days? Do you want to charge a late fee? Do you want to kick him out? So if you you don't have that whole $100,000 to buy the property, literally you can start getting some ownership experience just like this. The other thing is that they pass on tax depreciation to the owners. So a lot of the funds don't do this. And one of the biggest things about investing in real estate is that you get the depreciation. So you can literally, you get like an immediate write-off. So they do allow for that as well. They pass it on to to the owners. And in my case, I have invested in several properties. It allows me to do the following thing. One, if I go visit that state, I can write it off because I have an investment in that state. So I can write it off. Two, everything that I have, is stored in a solid wallet. So it, it's not on the website. Nobody can steal it. It's on a hard wallet. So, I mean, man, it, it's like cryptocurrency and blockchain used phenomenally. 
I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not an affiliate of this company. I just genuinely love what they're no, doing. No, no, I, I, I yeah. love that. Um, and I like talking about it, especially as a believer. Like, I'm, I'm heavy into crypto. I'm, I'm, you know, pretty well versed, even though I never call myself an expert on pretty much anything because there's always something to learn. And crypto is so new, right? That there's so much more to expand and learn. But you, you talked about something important, and it's the mindset of an investor. This would apply whether it's crypto, whether it's the stock market or real estate, whatever it may be. And there's this mental block where people, follow the crowds and right. as retail investors jump on, I call them railroads and roller coasters. Like some folks just jump on the roller 